Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. If you join us, do say hello, do drop us a little thumbs up, uh, Big Ten, um, whatever emoji you have in mind today. It'd be interesting actually, if everyone put an emoji... And how they're feeling today that would be quite uh, interesting just to oh, see really? how people are feeling today um or you could just put um hello like shona does or <laughs> yeah. diane um or myself i just listened to myself on my phone but yeah uh great who's on there let's have a little look there we got lee we got diane uh we got mona we got shona we got kim we got gary we got Haley, we got jim we got mark kim uh great stuff oh oh what does kim put what emoji is that that looks like that's oh, rage. Shona, bless you, bless you. <laughs> Is that rage? That's rage. Kim's Kim's in a rage. Ooh. Kim's in a rage. Kim, let's let's get let's, let's, let's dispel the rage. What's going on, mate? Tell us, yeah. tell us why. I know Mix um, Yamas from Corfu. Oh, mate, well jealous. I love Corfu. Enjoy, Mick. I hope you're having a good time off, mate. Uh, yeah. Clearly, staying hydrated. Uh, always, we talk about hydration, don't we, on these lives. Um, <laughs> that's why work, work. You need another trip, Kim. That's what it is, right? That's what yep. it is. <laughs> um, uh, Dave, I really want to do this one. It is the knee bull dust or a ripper this week? You know well, is it? Is this more? Um, I think I can. This one's a little bit more. I think self-explanatory. Um, I'm gonna go with um, bull dust. Um, bull dust because Friday. Um, there's a small possibility I fell down some steps, <laughs> but other than that, yeah. Small possibility. Yeah. I fell down some steps on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. You did. And uh, how, how, how's it? How's the the body after falling down the steps? Um. Yeah. I, again, I don't. I don't bounce as well as I used to. But no, I put my foot out and put my knee out, like you know, just walking down steps. Put my leg down and it clicked and kind of didn't bend back. So oh, I nice. kind of just pogoed over and just went down the steps to my flat. Yeah. So. But it wasn't down to drink, was it? I, I, I think they're just clarifying. Kim was saying. Drink. No, no, no. Definitely wasn't drunk. Um, it was nine o'clock in the morning and I was getting ready for the training weekend that I was going to go hiking on. Um, yeah. Yeah. As it stands, I was I was relegated to base camp manager again. But um, that's you, okay. I'm an expert in base camp manager lately. I've got to be honest. Daniel, um, Daniel. I'll be honest, though. It's fine. I mean, there was a time, you know, I was led at the bottom of the steps to my flat, holding my knee, thinking, how? <laughs> like, how has this happened again? But it's okay. It's all surface damage. No uh, no ligament damage or anything like that. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, as I mentioned there, I hope it didn't set you back too long with, um, you know, you're still, still on for Tupacal, right? Fingers yeah. Crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Still on for Tupacal. Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> you know well we'll see but um no great to see heaps of people on today uh yeah brian uh leah yeah great to see more people join us paul dewhurst as well good afternoon paul right so today then um yeah a little bit different today we we, we had a little brainstorm last week we wanted to come up with some new stuff because you know we um over the last well it's probably been like 16 17 months now since we started these lives and we yeah. know we've covered a vast array of like different things you know uh, equipment mindset training socks bags boots you, you, you yep. guys know the score um and we, so we come up with some new stuff over from now until the end of the year we've got some really fun lives planned in now 
Um, some of them are not going to be here in the Drunken Yak in, the, in my house um, or um, uh, at the Evertrack HQ. We're going to try and do some lives out and about as well if we can. Yep. Um, working with our partners. So, yeah, um, soon to be confirmed. But, yeah, just similar to how we did at the Altitude Center, which um, some of you might have seen. Um, similar to the equipment uh, kind of walkthrough we had a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah, but today we thought, because over the weekend, Dave, wasn't it? We were talking with some of the ever trackers on the weekend, yeah. you know, about learning from mistakes because it's it's something we all do and we all make mistakes. I mean, that's part of life, isn't it, that you learn when things don't quite go to plan. Yeah. And we thought, what about all the things that we've kind of, you know, the mistakes or, or learns that we've had from the treks that we've gone on, right, Dave? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we were, um, hey, Kamala, Kamala was on the training weekend, we were just on. Hey, um, and yeah, we realized that one of the, one of my favorite parts of the whole training weekend is actually when you just sat around after the hike, eating food over a beer, everyone starts chatting more freely and loosely. And we just start talking about all the, you know, the funny stories that we've got, times that we've made mistakes. And what we've realized is that actually there's quite a good bank of stories there from ourselves, yeah. other ever trackers that have gone on trips and maybe things haven't gone so well. Maybe we've had to learn a few things. Maybe things have gone horribly wrong. Um, and it's about how we kind of like, you know, bounce back from those and how in retrospect, I think some of those little, uh, I like to think of them ra rather than stuff going wrong. It's like a side quest, <laughs> you know, so yeah, exactly. How some of those little side quests that you end up on, um, when the unexpected yeah. hits you, it actually makes it more of a fun, more memorable adventure. I mean, yeah. you might not feel so at the time and there are some other learns that we can do things differently. And we thought, yeah, why not? Why, why don't we just, um, Yeah. Chat some, chat some, them. yeah, discuss some stuff and share some stories. Yeah, exactly. I, I, you, you hit a nail on the head then, Dave. Like, I think whenever, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, previous travels and things, the best stories are always the ones when it doesn't go quite right. You know, they're always the most interesting, aren't they? And I know we don't do that on purpose. Certainly when it comes to um, trekking at altitude, we want to obviously try and make that as safe as we can. But, yep. you know, this is adventure travel. Um, it's it can be, uh, it can, and it does, it doesn't always go to plan, um, you know, and, and I think once we're, we're comfortable with that, then things that don't quite roll and you guys roll with it as well, it kind of makes for a um, you know, more pleasant experience and more fun. Yeah. But yeah, so where should we start, Dave? Should, should we just go through a couple of things? I know we'll talk about a couple of key ones that have happened, right? Yeah. Can get off the back. I think probably the most, the one that I think will affect the most people yeah. it's almost universal um, with everyone that we send is going back um it was a long time ago now back when you know we used to run trips um <laughs> there was a change a sudden change where yeah. right at the beginning of the season we got word from uh, nepal that they yeah. were going to stop sending flights from Kathmandu, and mm -hmm. they were going to divert them to ramachap now we tried to get yeah. that information disseminated to everyone we send hundreds of people every season so naturally it came as a little bit of a surprise to some um but i think it's one of those things where you know it didn't go right it was you know something unexpected that kind of landed on our plate and we were like oh wow so this affects everything you know mm -hmm. until you get to Lukla, everything's different so when you arrive yeah. the day trip and also get into ramachap is is uh, a very very long bumpy uncomfortable journey um and it's one of those things where i think the lesson i pretty much learned from that is because you know we went through it we went to nepal twice that year yeah. twice had to go via ramachap and i think that one of the biggest things i learned was 
having the ability to kind of roll with the punches that get thrown yeah. at you when you're out there because naturally we go to these remote places of the world because they are exciting because they are a little bit unknown um but we also have an itinerary you know it's on the website you get sent to you yeah and there's a natural as humans we like a little bit of order and we follow that itinerary and when there's a change we think ah it's all going wrong this isn't what i paid for but in actual fact right. um going to ramachap and driving to ramachap and flying from a different airport seeing other parts of the country and it's more memorable you know, me and my yeah. father, who was with me when we went in October, we still laugh and joke about Ramachap because he was sat at the front and then you see the cars come in, some of the drops that are on either side. And he was like, yeah, it's quite, it's you quite know, airy, isn't it? Some of the some of the corners. Yeah, exactly. But we do. I think that's one of the examples where that can affect everybody. That can affect a yeah. whole tourism industry. Um, and it can yeah. happen like that. You know, it, we had about three days notice to let people know who were on their way out there yeah you know so naturally we we managed to uh, tell most people but i think a couple of people that came as a little bit of a surprise um and we're very lucky that we have a good good group of ever trackers that do roll with the punches but i think having that mindset that you know i'm going to expect things to go wrong and when they do go wrong i'm going to treat them as little side quests and it's going to become more memorable um yeah <laughs> but did you die uh no we're still here yeah <laughs> No, I, I exactly. That was that was a big one, wasn't it? Um, I forget when was that. Early twenty nineteen, maybe. Actually, maybe late, even late. Yeah, early twenty nineteen. And I think certainly that was unplanned. It was um, yeah, probably, and you know, in terms of the feedback we had at the time, I think it was a lot of uh, a lot of things we had to organise very quickly in the background for us. You know, yeah. just to make sure obviously it didn't affect you guys as much. And I don't know if there's ever trekkers on here have done that journey around the chat. Um, let's see some let's see some hands who was who was on that um, yeah. done the journey to Ramachat or back. Um, always interested to see how people found it. I know certainly it's very bumpy. Certainly, um, yeah, uh, you know you have quite a lot of pee stops because you know we, if we're drinking, keeping hydrated before we go and trekking, you want to make sure you're hydrated. And um, yeah, it, it's very it, it, it was certainly uh, did sort of rock the apple cart a little bit. We, we can't get around it, but good good one to start with, Dave. I think. Yeah, certainly. What in terms of what do we learn from that? Um, you know, I think what we can disseminate from that is the fact is, and, and Dave, I think you've already said it, is that you've got to roll with the punches. Yeah. Because um, it did impact kind of the day before a little bit. Because, for instance, um, like uh, in Nepal, um, you know, and you have the, the the kind of you get a day to arrive and you catch up, and you meet the rest of your group, have a briefing, and the day after then, you um, uh, you get to explore. Kathmandu and you have the the, the tour which is awesome um, and then that day then because of the way it works Ramachap it's, you know, it's not close to Kathmandu it's the closest airstrip to Kathmandu but still a four or five hour journey depending on traffic can be seven yeah. hours sometimes um, you know coming back and going through Kathmandu you could be stuck in Kathmandu traffic for two hours but yeah anyway going back to um, going back to that it was just wasn't it Dave it was almost like I'm sorry I, I lost my thread then just in terms of getting there and going back, it just it, it just made it so much more of an adventure, didn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean that was it. I mean, it is one of those things is these bombs will happen. You know, you'll be going along, following the itinerary. Everything's lovely. Everything's happy. Everything's going to plan. Um, but you forget you're in a third world country, you know, and some all of a sudden someone just throws a grenade on your lap and says, right, deal with that. <laughs> and then you kind yeah. of just got to like... You have just got to roll with the punches and stuff like that. But I think the main thing is is to like kind of keep 
keep your eye on the prize, you know, when you're in that type of environment. Yeah. You know, you didn't go there to take a to get a flight from, you know, Kathmandu specifically. You went there to get to Everest Base Camp and you knew there'd be some suffering and you knew that it would be quite difficult. Um, and this is just one of those little unexpected things that make it an adventure. You know, if you were to go on an adventure, but every single thing that's going to happen to you is prescribed beforehand and you know what's going to happen and where you're going to go and how you're going to feel. Is that yeah. really an adventure or is that just a trip? You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah. like, yeah, so I just try and have that mindset. Um, yeah. And, you know, Ramachap will happen again. You know, there's no doubt that it yeah. will happen again, particularly because I know there's going to be an explosion of trekkers at the end of the uh, of you know th these sort of restrictions. Um, and they'll they're constantly they've only got one international runway at Kathmandu Airport, so all that domestic traffic tends to delay the big planes, and they don't like delaying the big planes because that costs money. So yeah. I guarantee you, Ramachap will happen again. Um, and we'll all be out there and we'll all be on that bumpy road like that. And he's a master. He's got an inbuilt sort of um, suspension in his arm for his coffee because you didn't spill a single bit of coffee where when I had it, I was getting boiling hot coffee spilt on me all the time. It was crazy. Um, I don't know about anyone else, but Andy's frozen on my screen. So if you guys are still here and you can see me, um, let me know. So Lauren on the phones, um, am I still here? He's back. Did I uh, did I disappear for a second? You you, you did a little bit, yeah. You you disappeared. Um, well, I got to, I got to have a word of Elon Musk about this uh, internet. You know? Yeah, what happened there was, and I thought you were just really, really intently listening to me. <laughs> I was I, I was I was listening to you, and then and then you just went. Ah. Yeah. And, no, well, because really. literally you just went. <laughs> oh God, and you didn't blink. I, uh, it was amazing. <laughs> Oh. Really? Is that the is that the ultimate staring contest? Yeah, it? yeah, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> apparently, yeah, uh, yeah. Andy Ramona saying you faked that. That was good. Um, <laughs> I wish I. No, could, yeah. I, I'm not that good. Ramona, I can tell you that's not Andy <laughs> because he can't go that long without sneezing. So um, <laughs> I know that that's the case. But as you uh, can tell, when we're, we're not in the office at the moment, we're um, yeah. we're working from home today. So what we're managing to do is Andy's internet is kind of like a Formula One car. It's incredibly powerful, but, you know, quite fragile. Um, my internet is like an old diesel train. You know, it's reliable, uh, but it doesn't get you anywhere fast. Well, as long as you can find, <laughs> so, as as you can find diesel, right, Dave? Yeah, mate. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else having fun this week. This is, uh, I tell you what, I... I I'm going to rant about that at another time because it's like <laughs> the panic buying. I thought that we had gotten over, but but um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, was, I just want to. There's a couple of comments coming through around things that haven't gone quite quite well. I think some really good ones as well. I think Shona makes a really good point around um, you need to accept you're in countries with less choice, worse infrastructure, and just relax into it. I think you know that's the attitude. Um, you know, it, it is. These places are not built like. They are here in the UK, although they might have more fuel than us uh, at some point. Um, but certainly, uh, you know, they, they do have less choice. They, 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 things can change at the drop of a, a hat. And um, yeah, I, I suppose it's just bringing that into your into your mind. Uh, Mick makes a good point as well. And Dave, I know we've both had this happen. We said at the end of the trek at Lukla, at night of hydration, very important. Mm -hmm. Supposed to fly up next day at 10 a.m. 6 a.m. Guy crashes into the room. We fly in 15 minutes. Yeah. Lesson: Pack your bag the night before. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that is love that, that is tricky. Um, interesting comment here from uh, Parisha. Some friends tried to do EBC two years ago, September, due to rain. No flights to Lukla. Had to end up going back to Annapurna. I wonder if they were with us. Um, they were with us. Yeah. Yeah, because we had uh, two we customers that. It was um it was the season when the there was a delayed monsoon, um yeah. so it kind of ate into our trekking season and yeah they had to go to uh, do some trekking in the Annapurna region which we can drive to, you know if needs be, um yeah I tell you what and so mm. tell one one of your stories then give us a time where Andy what? has gone out trekking it hasn't gone well and what was the learn? I think uh, how long have we got? <laughs> we got a few things that didn't go right. I mean, uh, yeah, way, way back when, I mean, before Evertrek was started, um, you know, I went out to Nepal, and yeah, a couple of things didn't quite go right. I think, um, I think if we're talking about, uh, you know, because I did miss a flight on the way over. Um, another story, mm -hmm. because typically I was writing about the trip, at uh, the irony. But I think one of the big ones actually is important and around altitude, because um, you know, me being me at the time, I didn't know, you know, we didn't have the Tuesday tune-ins, we didn't have probably the, the amount of information we've got access to now around altitude um and for me drinking um you know because i quite enjoy beer mm. and uh yeah we were out um, i was out in namche so i trekked all the way up to namche bazaar so it's like two days into my trek um and uh, because it was in winter there wasn't many people there and i met um yeah, it, was a, it was a russian guy who would actually walked in from jiri on his own uh, a couple of germans um, and a couple of dutch guys and, you know, naturally, you know, when you're having a good time and you meet in, you have a few beers. I think I'd had about nine beers uh, in Namche, which, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, highly recommend you don't do on the way up. And it got to a point, I think it was about half 10, 11 o'clock. And I thought, that's fine. I can I can get into uh, my accommodation. Um, and, yeah, started walking over to my accommodation. It was absolutely freezing because you're in winter. It must have been about minus 20, maybe maybe a little bit less than uh, minus 18, something like that. Um, and. I remember trying to get in and I realized everything was shut up and I was thinking, oh, wow, what am I going to do? So I, I walked around everything. I didn't want to wake everyone up. I thought I don't want to disturb as people trekking and stuff. You know, you want them to get to sleep. So I walked all the way around through like, open, uh, every single window just to see if I can climb in for a window. And it wasn't until I got very lucky. The last window I actually tested, it was um, it wasn't locked. So I, I, I opened the window a bit. I climbed up and I, I, I fell in probably woke up a few people and um yeah went to bed day after um yeah a bit of a hangover altitude and that was my first lesson in that yeah it's probably not good to drink on the way up and now yeah. obviously we know with hydration so important you know we don't drink on the way up now i mean you know it, you're all adults guys you can make your own decisions but you know something we we talk about now because hydration is so important and if i'd have known that then i probably wouldn't have gone um yeah. you know that's uh you know that much but you know i was enjoying it it was a, it was a big trip for me it was i was writing about um nepal and you know i got caught up in the moment but you know yeah definitely uh, that was definitely an interesting one so yeah lesson from that is don't drink on the way up on altitude um yeah you know maybe one's fine uh you know if if, if that's what you need to relax because some people do and you know we don't want people to change that but um yeah it was uh it was it was, it was very interesting um yeah, well, Dave, what uh, Ramona's asking about, please tell the story of the ghost in the bathroom. Oh, right. <laughs> Correct, Shep. Yeah. I think <laughs> I suppose that's something that went wrong for someone else, really, as opposed to me. It was quite terrifying. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, okay. Well, I was, it was my first ever trip to EBC. I was with my friend Billy. Um, and we'd gone to base camp. And we arrived at base camp and got back to Gorikshep quite early. So we went up to Kalapata, yeah. watched the sunset, come back down. And then I was in bed later on at night. And in Gorikshep, in the middle of the night, you know, picture the scene, you know, it's 5,100 meters. So you're always struggling to sleep. It's dead of night, pitch black, silent. And then I hear, hello. And I was like, so I woke up and I thought, did I, did I hear that? <laughs> and I was like, okay, fine. It must be in my head. And I was like, hello. And I was like, I deaf it. And then I heard, help me. <laughs> you know, and it was wow. like coming from design. And I was like, so I immediately sort of crapped myself and I jumped up. Now, this is, I think, a weird altitude is because the first my first thought was not that maybe there's someone outside or there's someone that needs help it was there's a ghost <laughs> you know because because it sounded God, like it sounded faint and far it was very ghost-like um and it wasn't until then i heard like a bigger like hello and then billy jumped up and when and the, the billy's rational mind obviously when someone's locked in the toilet <laughs> so like you and trust me you don't want to be locked in the uh the toilet at Gorekshep and he ran out. It actually turned out she wasn't locked in the toilet. She was locked in her room. She needed to go to the toilet. And in Gorekshep and a lot of the, the lodges, they actually have locks on the outside of the door. So yeah. when they're not in use, they lock the doors. And then when they can go up, they can unlock them. And someone was walking along in the dark and slid the bolt across her door and locked her in. Funny enough, it's happened to me twice, both in Gorekshep. Because another time, man, when we were there, you were up in Kalavatar, and our friend James Jansen, I could hear like, bang. And um, yeah, it turned out he, he just he just really needed to, really needed to go to the toilet quite quickly. Kalavatar, Kalavatar. Oh, nice, yeah. Sorry, I had yeah, to, yeah, so... I to hang them up in the yak and uh, ready to hang up. Yeah, and that was <laughs> it then. Yeah, like, and then like literally, I, I I jumped up, I opened his door. He just stormed right past me, didn't even say anything, and then yeah. he came back and he was like, you know, thanks, Dave. I was two seconds from pinching one off in a carrier bag or something, you know. <laughs> like wow. So, um, but luckily, um, the the lady you 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 obviously escaped. Uh, eventually, we let her out. Yeah. Cardiologist, right? Yeah, she was a cardiologist from uh, from person to know. Yeah, from Cardiff. Yeah, she was Welsh. She yeah. was a cardiologist and. Um, I, I, I was like, okay, awesome. I wish I knew that, you know, had a cardiologist sleeping right next door to me, you know, that would have been nice. But, um, <laughs> but no, yeah, she was, she was oh, amazing. Yeah. She was, she was so good. I was chatting to her the next day and yeah. um, chatting to her on the trail pretty much all the way to Feriche. And um, yeah, we, we were, we couldn't stop cracking up about it, you know, cause it was, it was, it was kind of hilarious. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so just, also, just going through some of the, uh, some of the questions. Um, Andy, are you still missing the best rum in that man cave? Yeah. We need some Bundaberg rum. Um, I'm wait. I'm still waiting, Leah. Still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> it probably costs an arm and a leg to get her over. Somebody joking, but uh, yeah, Bundaberg rum would would go well in here. Got quite a few others, but um, yeah, good old Bundy rum. But yeah, I mean, obviously we're talking about these now and stories, and um, you know, I hope I hope it's useful in a way because we always think that we you know we we could give some good old presentation about certain things. I know we do that sometimes. We talk about specifics, but. You know, it's just getting that mindset that things are things yeah. happen, don't they, when you're trekking. I know a lot of ever trekkers on here have been on trips, and they've had similar things happen. And I think, I think one thing we've learned now, and I, I think maybe by doing this, by building the community, by attracting certain types of ever trekkers, is that you know, um, you're all 
resilient people. You're all a certain type of character in a way, I like to think. And, you know, part of that is is having that resilience or that kind of roll with the punches attitude that things sometimes don't go right, but they actually make, you know, you'd be down down the pub or catching up with some family and you'd be recounting these stories and um, it just makes the whole more, the whole trip more interesting. I think that's one of the things about traveling. Yeah. Um, that I've always learned is that it's not all the better roses, but you know what? It's absolutely amazing. And you learn a lot about yourself. Um, and especially when things don't go right. I've never really understood that term, you know, better roses. Have you ever fallen into a rose bed? You ain't getting out of there without a few like cuts and scrapes and everything. So, so maybe it's exactly petals, like, petals. oh, it's just the petals, is it? It's like the romantic petals, is it? Yeah. The romantic petals. Someone told me that years ago when I was about, when I first went um, to Southeast Asia. And uh, it was something I wrote in my journal um, that I don't know why, it just kind of stuck. And that's why I've used it ever since. Yeah, awesome. I think if I was looking, I think my probably one of the mishaps that I have, but it's a difficult one to explain. So I was telling Andy, yeah. I said, it's really good advice and I like to talk about it, but I'm not entirely sure I would do it, do it differently if I like, live back again. But one yeah. of the things that I actually did was just understanding. So and it, and it will come up when you've got a trip booked and you've been looking forward to it a long time and, you, you know, everything is you know, go in for that trip and then maybe something happens and it gets in the way, you know, it's just trying to understand like when's the right time to kind of, to know if it's the right time for you to go on the trip. I always talk about it. I don't know if I've ever mentioned, but there was a time back uh, in March, 2019, where I actually suffered uh, with the virus um, shingles. And um, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you ever remember. Shingles did you do? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have known about it because I conducted myself with a quiet dignity throughout the whole period. I never moaned (laughs) once. Uh, But no, but I went to, I I got it. And then um, sort of three weeks later, I went to EBC not really understanding what shingles was and why I felt rough. You know, I thought yeah. shingles was just like a painful rash. It was all to do with just a pain on the surface of your skin. I didn't realize the toll it takes on your energy levels and things like that. So the trip was really tough. I mean, tougher than it needed to be. Yeah. Um, and my advice, I suppose, would be that, you know, if you find yourself in that decision, in that situation, it's not to panic. You know, you can always delay the trip with us because we do offer like ultimate flexibility. Um, but just looking back, I know that's probably one of the hardest things to do is to make yeah. a call on whether it's the right thing to do, which is why I said at the beginning that I'm not sure I would do it differently because knowing my personality, I would have probably have still just gone for it. Yeah. But it's just to remind everyone, you know, that things do happen. And, you know, we've had people that have rolled an ankle two weeks out from a trip. You know, there's lots of different things that can happen. But, um, yeah, again, that was just about rolling with the punches. But sometimes, you know, you've got to know when to... Uh, you know, went to, when to gr- yeah, went to not roll and gracefully just, you know, make, make make that phone call and just understand that it's not the end of the world and it's not even necessarily the end of your trip that year or that season, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, you've got that flexibility with us and we're always happy to help. Yeah, um, it's, I remember sharing that experience with you, Dave, and certainly, and I, and I know what you're like, you know, you're, you're very much the, don't worry about it, let's, let's crack on. And, and I know, um, you know, not everyone's built that way, but certainly... You know, it is it is about making the right call for you. Um, yeah. You know, we've had people over the last, you know, I'd say when we were able to run trips that, you know, um, we had some health issues just for a trip and they're like, okay, I'm not going to go right now. I'm going to go another time. And that's good because, you you know, you've, you've made the right decision yeah. for you. And, you know, you've got you to sort of weigh all these things up sometimes. And um, especially, I mean, it's been like that with COVID, isn't it? Yeah. You know, like at the moment, you know, obviously we've got Morocco open, which is great fingers crossed 
by the end of the year, um, the rest of the trips would be open. That'd be fantastic. Can't wait to get get running those trips again. Yeah. Um, hearing some some very positive news. So yeah, fingers crossed about that. But you know, again, that's got to be right for you because not everyone wants to go straight away. They want to wait until next year just because of you know just for the the kind of um, getting back into it. You know, they yeah. want to be the first out there. They want to wait a little bit, which is next year. And you know what? That's fine. Because again, that's that's um, you know each each and every one of us has a um, you know their own decisions to make. Um, you know whatever decision you make is the right one. Yeah. Um, and then when you do come, you'll have an awesome time, an even better time. But Dave, yeah, I mean, I it, I know we talked about that one about you having shingles, and, and and we were talking about okay, maybe if someone has medical conditions that could hamper or just before a trip, and then they go, oh, do I go or do I don't go? And that can be a, a bit of a kick in the nuts, isn't it? Because you, you're so excited about going to on a trip. Yeah, it can. And it would have been hard to pull out, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But in retrospect, you know, I would have enjoyed that trip to EBC a lot more. Um, yeah. Well, I went back, I, that was in um, April into May, and I went back the same year, October into November, and it was night and day, you know? Don't get me yeah. wrong, like, it was still an amazing trip. But I, was, I wasn't well for a month after I came back. You know, like it because because it, it just took that toll, and I just think in retrospect, you know, I would have probably just gone, you know, a month later, and if I'd have just given myself like a little bit of time, I would have been completely healed, you know. But yeah, always difficult, always difficult. Yeah. It's um, just going through some of the comments. There's some, there's some funny stories. I think Haley's put the one about um, <laughs> when on an island off Malaysia, a guy let us stay on his floor only for a friend to have a full-on night terror episode. Wow, that must have been interesting. Hayley, yeah. the locals thought the guy had attacked her. Jesus. So, yeah, I, I can imagine you uh, you did you, you did some island hopping after that, Hayley, I bet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and same as Sh- uh, Shona. I love that. Shona, you always come up with good stuff, don't you, mate? Yeah, you can't control the weather, transport, your body's reaction to altitude to enjoy each day and make the most of it. Try not to uh, focus on just the destination just in case. Yeah. And, yeah, good, good comments about the guide as well. And I think it's always good that remember the guide's on your side. Um, they're with you. They are whatever happened, you know, like sometimes I think it was probably about three, three and a half years ago. Um, I mean, very different now, but essentially at the time, um, the there was a festival on and the pilots just all down tools. I think this was in an October time. And, you know, that was mad because people were waiting to fly out of Lukla and the pilots just went, oh, sorry, it's a festival. We're not going to fly today. You know, the weather was great and people were like, what's going on? What's going on? And Given aggro to the guides when, in essence, it was you know, the pilots just down tools. I mean, there's not much you can do. And yeah. it's times like that, yeah, you just got to appreciate that. You know, and I know all of you are on here, um, you know, be part of our community for a while. Maybe some of you are newbies. But uh, I like to think the spirit of an Evertrekker is to realize those situations that it's not it's not the guide's fault. You help you as much as you can. And so will we as well. You know, we're always in touch. Yeah, well, the guides are stuck there too. You know, because yeah, exactly. the guides pretty much, they go back, they have a day off, then they go back up again, and they kind of repeat that process. So, yeah, that was an interesting one, that was. I remember it. It was the end of 2018. Um, yeah, autumn season of 2018, that one was, which was, um, yeah, it doesn't really happen anymore, does it? Because we've got a good relationship now with the with the airline that was built over time. But, yeah, it was, um, that was an interesting one, that one was, because it was... I'm not entirely sure what festival it was. Maybe it was like Diwali or something. But basically, everything just came to a complete halt for about 24 hours. And um, oh, yeah, it? amazing. But no, it wouldn't happen now. I mean, our guys over there now with the news and that they work 24/7, 365. If there's customers out there, then you know someone's working. 
Yeah, uh, we got we got a skeleton team now, we which always on hand. Which uh, you know, obviously we can't get off the mountain, but we can support. Um, yeah, I'm just reading some uh, again some of the comments. Uh, Shona, you had to cancel a match with Pichu three weeks before due to a knee injury. Lost all your money. Jeez. Um, yeah, definitely not with us. Um, but maybe we'll get you back there, Shona. Um, certainly. Can't wait. <laughs> um, and hope the knee's okay as well. I mean, yeah, that must be so frustrating. Um, and I know, I, like, I, I hate to sort of push one company down just to make us seem big because we don't like to do that. But we also want to tell you how it is. And, you know, if you've been part of the community for a while, you know that, uh, you know, if certain things happen like that, you know that we're here, we'll be human beings as well. We want to help you on your journey. Similar things happen, just get in touch. We, you know, it's, it's all fair. And uh, that's why yep. we've got the, the flexibility we do because things happen. Things do exactly. happen. Like that, you know, knee injury just before you go. We have one guy flying from New Zealand and he was stuck in China because they wouldn't allow him into Nepal day before he went. But again, we still rescheduled him. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, we're, we're pretty flexible with that. Um, yeah, it's good to, to hear about these kind of stories because it always provides us with a little bit of um, kind of ideas, if you like, you know, on, on, on how we move forward and once trips start, uh, how, how things go. Just reading Bryce as well. Roll with the punches. Extra two weeks helping the local community in a lot when uh, you got stuck in there during COVID. Yeah, mainly the uh, local uh, local brewery community, I think. The local <laughs> brewing community were very, very... Um very happy that Brian was stuck there for two weeks but um that trip actually brian's trip you know is probably one of the examples that i would hold up on a pedestal as ultimate roll with the punches you know covid hit yeah. they got there they did the trip and then when they came back both sides of the world went into lockdown yeah. so they were trapped uh, you know with the uk shut down and the pole shut down and they're stuck in the middle so it's one of those things that those guys did fantastically over there um like i said with the help of you know uh, the hotel aloft and some pool tables and some bars and a couple of Everest beers, I imagine. Um, <laughs> what are we thinking, Anne? Should we um, smash through some cues? Yeah, we had a few come in on email. Um, obviously, guys, you, you know, this is what we're here for as well. Any uh, any questions about anything, do drop them in. Uh, I know a, a couple have come come in and we've, we've got them on uh, WhatsApp here, so we'll, we'll take them on. Um, <laughs> I, I think it was Kirsty mentioned before... Um, so I think Dave, you put an email around time. Oh yeah, that was a, that was a big misstep. I was trekking with a guy, um, and he was like very. We were in Tengboche, and he was very bunged up. You know, he had like a cold and stuff mm. like that. So we sat in the lodge, and um, I had some Tiger Balm that I was using for my knee, um, yeah. my other knee, which used to be my bad knee. Like I said, it's been promoted now to good knee. <laughs> you know, so, and um, I said to him, "Why don't you quit?" Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I've got a mug similar to that, but the C and then there's some other words after, but, um, so and I, I said to him, why don't you rub some tiger balm? And I assumed that he meant like, understood that I meant it's like Vicks vapor rub, right? Just put some on your chest and it'll warm your chest yeah, and help. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, so he picks up like the, uh, the vapor, the thing, takes a cap off and he gets his finger and he takes a big like scoop like that and i'm thinking that's a mighty big scoop of that's tiger right. yeah, <laughs> i mean yeah, yeah. i'm thinking like that's a <laughs> like that's a <laughs> and as i was expecting him to kind of just like rim some of it off he just goes puts one under Ooh, one eye wow. and one under the other eye and i looked at him i'm just like ah! <laughs> and i remember all of the porters at one point just took this big 
<laughs> like in breath and then all of a sudden and we were playing cards and he tried to write it off so i didn't want to embarrass him so i didn't immediately start laughing at him and he's going yeah um yeah and then before you know it, it was just streaming like, out of his eyes wow, that's and awesome even the, uh, then that, the guides yeah. the guides were coming over with cold water and flannels and stuff to like wipe his eyes and um yeah, and I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I don't know what this stuff is. I just assumed it went under the eyes. I was like, why? <laughs> like, yes, oh that was insane. God. That is yeah. crazy. That was yeah. a so big misstep. Good lesson yeah. there, guys. Tiger balm under the eyes. And not just like a little bit. You know, most of us get like a glaze and then rub that on. This was like a big chunk of tiger balm. <laughs> yeah, that was that was horrendous. Um, Diane's asked around uh, Tupcal. Uh uh, any more trips uh, put on before the New Year is pretty much the only altitude trek available. Yeah, we've got, we're trying to make as many available, Diane, as, as we can. I think we've got capacity. So we've got, we're almost up to capacity um, in terms of the of, of Tubcal. We'll have a little look at it. Um, I think there are still spaces if you're interested on some of the trips. I haven't got the dates in front of me. But yeah, check out the availability on, on the website. I know there's got the four day and the eight day. Certainly, um, yeah, because we realise it is the, the only trip that we're able to run at the moment. Hopefully that'll change before, you know, uh, November. Um, yeah. Those costs. Uh, yeah, so definitely, um, uh, you know, we'll, we'll let you know with that. I think definitely check out the availability on the website. I know you're, I know you're, you're, you're certainly eager to get out there. Yeah. Um, and any questions around those dates, do drop us a message. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just caught Leah's comment. Anything that goes in the Thunderbox stays in the Thunderbox. <laughs> I think it's in relation to Jerome dropping his toilet in in the uh, oh wow yeah, in the old yeah, bog, yeah. but um, anything that goes in the thunderbox okay. stays in the thunderbox. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, it's, it, Australia, like it may be an English-speaking part of the world, but it's uh, <laughs> there's so much that goes on there that I think is absolutely insane. It's some of the best <laughs> language that I've ever heard. Um, it, is, it is. It's very. It's very funny. Like it's, it's just great. Yeah. Can't wait to go back when we're allowed. Australia. Yeah. Um, so Kim has said that after 20 odd years, he's learned that Salomon boots are actually the wrong fit for him, much as he loves them. It's a difficult thing to say goodbye um, to something you love. I've um, I've tried. I used yeah. to use North Face boots almost exclusively. And then I realized I was actually talking about this on the weekend that when it comes to fit and we say, do your boots fit? You're used to kind of thinking, well, I'm a size 10 and a half. So 10 yeah. and a half fit me. But it, it's when you're talking about hiking boots and the fit, we're talking more than just sort of the size of your feet. We're talking about the width. We're talking about the feel. Um, you know, we're talking about the ankle support. We're talking about lots of different things. The toe box, you know, you can have a wide sort of arch and then a narrow toe box, you know. So it's, it is about, and I explained in this to um, Kamala on the weekend when she said, hey, do we know about getting the right boots? And what happens if you buy a pair and you go home and you realize they're wrong? And my only answer was, welcome to the world of boot buying. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very difficult thing to do. But yeah, going out there, getting some expert advice from in-shop is, um, is the best way to do I would do, Kim. And uh, yeah, you know which boots I would uh, recommend you try. Well, yeah, I think they're, kind of, they're the boots that shall not be named. Um, yeah, I, I'm fed up of making it easy for people. I am fed up of making it easy for people. They get bingo every weekend, and I'm sick of it. <laughs> so. uh, well, anyway, Mendel Bhutan's are really good. Um, there we go. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah. I, I had to give them an easy way out there. I mean, there's plenty of other ones they're doing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it is true, yeah, because we always get attached to certain brands of boots. I mean, you know, whilst we're 
Yeah, but it is what it is, isn't it? That with um, you know, talk, talking about main doll, you know, we, we really enjoy their boots. So when another one comes out and our boots are yeah. kind of used, we're going to go back to the same. But yeah, it's, it's okay to look around every now and again, um, you know, and have a look what else is out there. Uh, whilst we're talking about boots, um, you know, there's, I mean, for instance, yeah, like I, I bought a couple of Salomon trekking shoes uh, the last couple of weeks and got a pair on now, brand new. Um, you know, I've used Scarpa. Uh, I've used um, what's that make? Um, uh, Hocker. That's it. Hocker. They're brilliant, comfy yep. shoes. Yep. Probably not. The grips aren't as good as say Salomon are. So it's good to try some different ones out. And by trying that, you kind of get to know what works for you. But yep. it is always funny because um, yeah, we're trying on a tra- training weekend this weekend, and you know it, it, we do recommend, and, and I know a few people have said there about going into a store and really trying them out. Yeah. Um, you know, and making sure that they're kind of, they are, they do fit you properly. Yeah. And you can walk and, and stuff like that. But sometimes you just never know, do you? You just never know until you're on a mountain. And, you know, you, you've been out for an hour or two, and that's when you know then if they fit or not. But yeah. then you can't give them back. So it's kind of like catch 22, isn't it? Uh, honestly, yeah, it's a nightmare. I could, um, you know, I could build a, you know, huge statue of all the boots that I've got just laying around the garage, not being used. Hockers, Salomons. Um, Las Bortivas, Scarpas, North Face, got loads of different types. And, you know, it took me a long time to find a pair that I like. I'll be honest with you, and this might shock some people, Mandel Bhutans are not quite perfect for me. If I could be very critical, I'd like them a tiny bit wider. They're a little bit tight really? on the feet for me, but they don't rub, you know, so being yeah, tight on yeah. the foot doesn't make a difference. If I only really right? notice it. Yeah, I only really notice it when I put them on. Uh, yeah, yeah. They just feel a bit tighter than I'm used to. But when I'm walking and hiking, I don't really notice it, and they don't rub. So, you know, 99.9% perfect. It's just if I was going to be super critical, that was that's what I would say. And, you know, so the, the hunt does very much continue. I don't know if you can hear that. It's absolutely hammering down outside, uh, typical Wales. Although it was, it was dry on the weekend. We were relatively lucky. For a training weekend that was dry, wow. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you can hear that, that's uh, that's the rain. I'm always um, distracted by out my window right there from my flat. They've yeah. built a Costa drive-through. So, been, wow. is it open yet? Is it open yet? <laughs> you know, so. Don't do it, Dave. Don't do it. Um, one question here: Any training weekend from Jennifer? Any training weekends in Scotland? Um, yeah, that not we wouldn't customers training weekends. The skills weekends really that we're going to be doing um, in Scotland and North Wales. We're in the middle of getting some dates together um, with Steve. Um, in aim higher in north wales so he, he's the one that puts those together um yeah as soon as we have dates for those we're not yep. a million miles away from getting some dates it'll be over the winter um so yeah give us hopefully next week we'll have those dates because i want to get them on the website yeah um, we just got check availability and things but we'll have those ready um yeah because we you know we got so many trips to look forward to over the next couple of years it's going to be great you know as we open up now i mean it's um, I know you can travel to a lot of countries now. I think the ones that are on the red list will eventually drop off. Yeah. And then we're off. Let's go. Let's get back to the mountains. <laughs> we can't. Yeah. We can't. We can't wait. Um, yeah. So can't wait. Really. Yeah. So Jennifer, do, do uh, apologies. No dates on there yet. Yeah. But, um, do check them out next week. We should have the dates on there. Right? Yeah. Awesome. Apparently, the subtitles on our video and at one point said uh, Tupacal was poop. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what 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 word it it's picked hard, up on. Um, some of them are 
it kind of auto changes doesn't it and it's not all it's not the most accurate thing in the world yeah i'm such a child as well to be fair kim if i saw that i would have laughed but yeah no i mean um <laughs> yeah what were we talking about just then it was about oh yeah the training weekends yeah so i've yeah, spoke yeah, yeah. to steve who runs them for us um last week so he is currently looking into um finding out when the accommodations are going to be um you know because everything's fully booked up there and has been for like 18 months so accommodation's tricky he's working on it at the moment and then he'll come back to us and get some dates hopefully uh hopefully this week yeah so yeah. that'd be awesome now no, we're really uh really keen on on, on getting them in uh you know because we've we're, we're off to Tupcal in, in november all going well um which is winter conditions and i think a lot of the, the, the weekends over uh, the trips over over the kind of end of november into kind of march a yeah. lot of those will be focused on winter skills, um, you know, whilst being in the mountains and enjoying it. And in the UK, you know, you can never guarantee snow, can you? But, you know, at least we can learn the basics of it, hopefully, on, on some of these weekends. So, yeah. And again, we go, we go back to what we, what we started off, which is about reminding ourselves, you've gone on a winter skills weekend, it might not snow. You know, so we uh, have to be a little bit flexible with it. But, um, mm. yeah, we definitely have the, the dates really soon. Yeah, particularly um, in Wales. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's a bit cooler, although te- uh, I've heard it's, uh, we've got a little bit of a, a cold patch coming, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, well, remember I said um, the weather, I thought on my phone at least, it said tomorrow was going to be quite nice. I'm looking at my window now and I can't see how that's going to be the case. Um, but that's trekking in Wales, like I said, on the weekend. We're semi-aquatic as a, as a people, the Welsh. <laughs> you know, this is like, I lost count of the amount of times we've been up the mountains in weather like this when it's hammering down and it's grey and cloudy. But again, you got to plan for these things. Yeah, got to roll with it. I think every exactly. single trek I've ever been on with you and has been rainy. I don't think we've ever gone on a trek where it's been nice, warm, hot weather. Right? Can you remember one? Uh, not many. I'm just yes. racking my brains. We we did that ten miler a couple of times and it was fine. Oh and yeah, yeah, one, true. Yeah, yeah. Park center. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's been a lot of bad weather. I mean, maybe I just don't. Maybe I bring it. Who knows? Yeah. Um, oh. Spud is on here. Spud, here he is. Douglas Smith, first snow of the season on Ben Nevis yesterday. Awesome. Can't wait to get back up to Scotland. Yeah, yeah, me too. Although we're in Scotland next week, Dave, aren't we? We are, but I don't imagine there's going to be much hiking happening at that stage. You know, that's um, yeah, that's uh, that's Andy's um, Andy's stag do. So it is going to be stag, 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 lads. <laughs> uh, yeah, hydration station is going to be next week, but. Uh, yeah, still can't wait to get up there and do some, some trekking up in, in Scotland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, looking at snow as well. I mean, we um, I know Kim's put in there about, um, yeah, the trip planner about Tupcal. Uh, it's difficult with Tupcal because we, obviously, some dates we do the winter, some dates we do the summer. Um, and, yeah, there's not always snow on Tupcal. I see end of, uh, usually, the end, November up until late February, there's, there's snow on Tupcal. They, they even have a, a ski season. Um, so it changes throughout the year. Like in the summer, it's just really rocky and bare. Yeah. And then um, obviously in winter, so it's similar to the UK in a, in a, in a way. That it, um, it goes a bit nuts with the snow during winter. Yeah. Um, but right, Dave. Yeah. So I mean, so I feel like we're coming to the end of, of the live now because I know we, we've we've covered quite a, quite a bit there. Um, any other questions, guys? Drop them in because uh, before we uh, kind of leave you to it, uh, I know we're coming towards the end of the hour now. Um, but yeah, yeah only, definitely throw them in. Yeah, the only thing I thought was worth mentioning was um, I don't know if any of you guys have been following 
the yeah. mountaineering news of late. Um, but oh, over yeah, the yeah, weekend, yeah. yeah, there was a big tragedy that happened on Mount Elbrus. Um, yeah. yeah, so I mean, this was a very, very sad tragedy that took place where people were um, on the summit or um, on their way to the summit or just down and um, an unprecedented or, or extremely rare, unlikely storm hit. And tragically, five climbers lost their lives, and I think some guides yeah. were injured, and there was some severe frostbite on there. So, yeah, you know, very, very sorry to hear about that. I mean, Elbrus is is a part of the world where we now operate in as well. So obviously, it yeah. always hits home when things are a little bit more familiar. Um, and yeah, it, it it really did just highlight that you know, climbing these high mountains is dangerous and it's not something to be taken sort of lightly you know we don't like to sort of suck the fun out the room whenever yeah. you know we mention this but i i you know um we should talk about it and obviously you know it was very sad to hear and you know offer my yeah. you know well all of the evertrekkers and i know you guys andy and everyone and you guys on the live will offer the you know condolences to those people because they're just like us you know they have a dream to climb a mountain and something sad yeah. and tragic happened um i don't know the circumstances around it other than there was a storm and and some people died but that alone should be um sorry and tragic enough but yeah it is it's just shocking to hear mm -hmm. it when it's on a mountain that we operate on and not not yeah. an incredibly you know you, you hear about this on the eight thousanders and big yeah. technical peaks and stuff like that but albrus is seen as a relatively safe trekking peak you know but it just goes to show that the world is unpredictable you know and weather is yeah. unpredictable I think um, it definitely brought. I mean, reading a few of the articles, and you're always careful in terms of what you read and what you, what you kind of believe, guys. You know, it's always the always the same, isn't it? And um, yeah, it, you know, they're looking at. I mean, the Russian government's certainly not happy with the way that the trekking company operated, but you're always a bit uncertain with that because you're, they're trying to, you know, cover their cover their ass. But essentially, yeah, it seems like that a couple of them actually had altitude issues, and as we always know, you know, that just doesn't happen like a switch. You know, there, there would be days building up to that, um, you know, and again, we're, we're trying to read this and think, OK, you know, what could we learn from that? Um, sometimes you, you can't help bad weather. Um, you know, if, if you know and you can plan and you get the forecast, you can plan it. I think yeah. some other teams didn't climb that day, you know, and it'd be interesting to see what they could have shared or what data they had that the other team didn't. Um, and sometimes that that kind of happens. Um, but yeah, 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 very, very sad. I know we. Obviously, it was it was big. We we read it before it came out in the the British news, and we saw it on some of the more um, remote sort of news that we read. And yeah, it's uh, yeah a bit heavy, heavy stuff, especially because yeah. we we run trips there. But and guys, you know this is the domain we're in. We, we we talk about things going wrong and things quite right. I mean, obviously, this is on an epic scale, and you know we this is why we we, we try and get the best people involved in terms of guides experience. Yeah. Um, and on Elbrus, we've certainly know we've got that. Um, you know, I, I trust them with my life. Um, and but again, it comes to, to making those right decisions, doesn't it? Should you go and push on even through bad weather? Yeah. If you've got altitude issues, should you push on? You know, there's definitely some questions there. But uh, yeah, yeah, a good point in raising that, Dave. Because you know, I know, what, like like Dave said, we don't want to suck the energy out of the room, and we're always op operate from positivity, but you know we have to talk about these things don't we yeah yeah it'd be yeah, a miss if we didn't mention it because you know mm. we do elbrus so yeah we have to talk about it i think um yeah i see jennifer uh forbes you've said their chap died when you were there um total nightmare trip you know, i would oh, really, really be interested in hearing that story actually jennifer so if you want to drop me an email um i'd be very interested to find out what happened there and 
you know what went wrong and what could have gone better from your perspective because i'm always in, interested in learning and stories like this and devouring that i also see joel a link to the tragedy um to be honest it's on all the national news at the moment so if you just google albrus right now um yeah you'll find a link to most of the stories i mean we first heard about it um it was a Friday or Saturday. I can't remember which is the exact day it was. Weekend, wasn't it? And we, yeah. We it and we, then it came out in the British news, and we were like, okay. Yeah. So it did. It did. You know, like I said, we don't know what exactly what happened on there, but clearly, yeah. anytime there's loss of life, something could have something could have gone better. But um, but yeah, yeah. no, awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, really good. So yeah, Jennifer, drop me an email if you don't mind. I'd love to hear your story if that's okay. And yeah. um yeah. Just reading some of the other comments. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, Dave Rimington. Yeah, exactly. Lessons learned, mate. Uh, Jane, um, someone I know, was turned around 50 meters from the Alvarez summit, severe altitude. Uh, rushed by the guides. Yeah, we don't want to, don't want to do any rush, do we? Don't want to. Rush is not a word in our vocabulary when we're on a trek. Yeah, um, I think yeah. some of the stuff with that as well is maybe, maybe it's around communication. You know, because 50 meters, it depends if it's 50 vertical meters or not. You know, so if it's 50 meters away on a, a you know, on a path oh, laid yeah. out in for you, that's a bit of 50 vertical meters can be quite a lot to um to summit so sometimes with that you know the guides have a strict turnaround time some of that is to do with instances like what's happened you know they'll know about weather or they'll know they'll want to avoid weather and so they have these strict turnaround times so um, i know a lot of companies that operate like that so you know particularly on everest it used to be like 2 p.m i think it's earlier now we would like to get those early as possible but they used to say like say 2 p.m turnaround time if you're not on the summit at 2 p.m you turn on a sixpence and you go back um so that's sort of the way some companies operate but it should never feel that way you know you should always be explained um and communicated really really well and stuff like that so you know exactly why things are happening but yeah 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 Yeah, no awesome um, let's bring it back um yeah i know we 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 talk about what we can learn and you know we hope hope the stuff we talked about you know it does does help a little bit you know around stories and <clears throat> things like this um i mean over the over the next couple of weeks we might have a few different ones um we're hoping to go to, to cotswold outdoor and do a little bit of a uh, q a with them which would be quite interesting we're just waiting for yeah. that um but yeah we're always looking for different stuff guys any also as well um you know throw it out to community i mean we're doing this for like 18 months now um is there anything that you would like to us to talk about to, you know any ideas that you've got um around um you know ideas for tuesday tune-in subjects yeah. Just drop, uh, send us a message, guys. Always great to, to, to have some input from the community, because then we can we can we can plan it and we can talk about it. And um, obviously we can re we can re sort of go back to some of the previous ones we talked about because we realise you know people have joined the community recently and not way back when. Um, but we hope they're 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 useful. Um, as yeah. Always. And yeah, Dave. Um, final thoughts for today, then, mate. Final thoughts, yeah. So, I mean, you know, when you're going on these trips, you go in high altitude. Expect things to go, if not wrong, not to plan, and treat them as a side quest. Um, you know, and you know, try and extract the, um, you know, the lessons and values out of it and stuff like that. Personally, you know, I was really, really pleased when me and Andy were in po- uh, in Kathmandu and we flew to Pokhara. This was on a non-climbing trip to Nepal, yeah. and the weather came in and we couldn't fly back, so we had to drive back. To me. That was awesome. I'll be honest, it was eight hours in a car. So by the time we got yeah. to Kathmandu, we were a little bit broken. Um, but it was good fun. I got to see Nepal. I got to see more of Nepal that I wouldn't have normally seen and known about. And you learn little things and meet little people. And 
that never would have happened otherwise. And scolding myself with a cup of coffee is um, was a small price to pay. You want to learn how to hold it? Yeah. But honestly, you guys, um, you know, are great. We learn just as much from you as you do from us. So, yeah, any yeah. suggestions, any questions that you have, then drop us a message and we'll happily do a um, we'll do a special episode dedicated to the, uh, the, uh, the Evertrekkers needs. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, great stuff. Well, look, have an awesome week, guys, um, whatever you're up to. Uh, I know we've got a busy couple of weeks coming up. Fingers crossed, um, you know, with any announcements coming over the next few weeks here in the UK. Let's hope for some change, um, you know, with travel and things like that. Um, but yeah, keep positive, keep going. A um, lot to look forward to. Um, you know, keep getting out there, keep training, keep looking after yourself, keep the, yep. keep the mind up. Um, and yeah, won't be long, we'll be back in the mountains. But uh, yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Awesome. Take it easy. See you guys. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in? But I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> thanks mate thanks now if, uh, if you've enjoyed it don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast um, you know all these uh, podcasts we put together the episodes trying to reach as many people as possible and if it's helped you leave us a lovely review um, and yeah we'll see you again next week yeah all the best guys bye <laughs>